let's make sure you're eating right and sleeping right. And let's find you a community of people that all are supporting you and are like-minded. And these are the foundations, in my opinion, of a happy life, of a successful life. It's not just the money or the being the rep of the year. And you know, I'm really passionate about helping people at that point in their career find all those different levels of success and fulfillment. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast, bringing forth the new wave of rising leadership and helping leaders find purpose, connection, and results. This is your host, founder of Alluviance, Alex Kremer. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast. Wherever you are at, hopefully you are sipping a nice cup of coffee. You are sitting by a fireplace, getting nice and cozy. You're driving somewhere wonderful and you're getting ready to chat here with my good friend, Tom Alamo and myself. And we are so grateful that you are here. And Tom, I'll just give a little bit of background on him first. Tom, I have known him for... I think we're going on about five years, give or take, something along those lines. And I initially met him when I was at Outreach and he was actually at Tech Target. You were living in San Francisco (laughs) and he's someone who I have looked up to for quite a while, just in terms of what his journey has been over the past five years. And I think there's a lot of people who are trying to say, what am I doing with my life in terms of spreading a certain message being called to a greater purpose, making a really strong impact on the world that is very unique and authentic to me. And Tom is the embodiment of that and is continuing to be on his journey and saying, what does that truly look like and how does that evolve? A little quick snippets. Tom is the co-founder of the Revenue Lab, which is bringing incredible sales training, mindset coaching, and much more to different sales professionals and leaders all across the world. He is an account executive at Gong, continually hitting top numbers, being at the top of the list there. He is the host of the Millennial Sales Podcast. And you've probably seen him posting here, there on LinkedIn, hopefully feeling inspired, learn something that you can bring back to your life. So first off, Tom, welcome to the show, my friend. My man, Alex, I'm blushing. That was a heck of an intro. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here and be chatting with you. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I kind of want to go back to when you and I first met. It was when I was building out a team and outreach. You and I just had a discussion (laughs) about what's your journey, where are you at? And that Tom that I spoke to then is a lot different than the Tom that I'm speaking to now. And I think you really took a big intentional step of just saying, hey, let's full send this thing of who I am and showing to the world who I am. And so I would love for us to go back to that that five years ago, Tom, and say, who was that version of yourself? What were you feeling then? And just what changed? Have you evolved to within your journey? Yeah, man, it's crazy. And I think we even got introduced through my good friend, Rich Stone, if I'm not mistaken, who was my boss at the time at Tech Target. Five years ago feels like a world of a difference. And if I think back to that time, I've always been a pretty eager, ambitious sales professional and was looking around at my surroundings and saying, hey, I'm starting to get into this sales career. I was a couple of years in. I was starting to do what had aspirations for more and was dreaming big and had some extra time on my hands. And so really started diving in pretty deeply to the world of professional development. Even before I met you, when I was living in Boston, I was partying a lot. I was still in that like college lifestyle while being a professional and going out five nights a week and doing all that type of stuff. And I remember I stumbled across the book To Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which was like, that was the game changer for me. I don't know how I got it, but I read it. And it really just opened my eyes to growth mindset and what you put your effort towards. So things can grow from that. And sure, financially, but also what you learn, who you can become, your confidence, all these different things that I wanted. If you put effort into it and use the right mindset, like you can achieve a lot and become a lot. And that I was really in the beginning of my process there when I met you and was learning about what you were doing at Outreach. And since then, it's just been a pretty crazy ride of devouring books, starting a podcast and a blog, multiple different side hustles, a couple different sales, companies that I've worked for, and just striving to be my best and now really focused on the impacting 
salespeople in a number of different ways, but trying to do that every single day. Happy to to double click anywhere too, but that's been a little bit of the journey. Yeah. You and I have had many discussions over the past few months or so. And I know there's a lot you got brewing too that you're getting ready to reveal to the world, which I'm not going to necessarily spoil. Maybe we'll have a couple of little nuggets that we'll leave people with in terms of what you're going to be bringing. But your journey, it's something that I think a lot of people aspire towards in terms of, hey, I, I know I'm meant for something really big, or I know there's value in being vulnerable, or I know there's value in showing myself the world my authentic self. And a lot of people are actually really scared of that. I know in my personal journey, as I've started posting more content, even starting this podcast, opening up Alluvians, all this stuff, there's this internal battle that people face of, am I even good enough to do this? Do people even freaking care about this? What all that? And for people who, you know, might be struggling today to say, Hey, I know I'm supposed to be doing that. I know I'm supposed to be building my brand, but they're feeling limited or they're feeling hesitant. What was your journey like in terms of that just relationship to the, doesn't matter. How do I do this? Yeah. That's it's so key. And I'll never forget the thing that got me started on the content train. There's a sales leader. His name's Ralph Barcy. He was at service now. Nowadays he runs inside sales at Trey. He was speaking at a conference. I felt like he was speaking directly to me. And he said, if you want to be valuable in your career, you need to add value to the marketplace. And so as you're learning, you should be sharing. You should be, whether it's on social media, a blog, a podcast, that is something that you know is going to make you more valuable in the future. And so I stuck to that. And so the first step I took was me and one of my best friends. We were living together in San Francisco. He was a sales rep at Salesforce at the time. And we started decided to do the podcast. And the first episode, we interviewed my boss. The second episode, we interviewed his boss. And I remember we interviewed my boss, the previously mentioned Rich Stone. We brought a six-pack of beer to his apartment, three mics. We talked about sales for an hour. It was awesome. The audio quality is terrible, but the content was good. And we sat on that episode for probably two months. Every day, we'd be like, should we hit publish? Should we hit publish? And we were so scared. I was certainly scared of what people were going to think. and. Here's the thing. When we hit publish, what we feared actually did come true. First of all, we didn't get very many listens. Second of all, we did get a little bit heckled by people I work with that were like, dude, what are you doing? Just like, what? Like you're a salesperson. You don't need to be creating content, this, that, and the other. The CMO at my company told me salespeople should never create content. Stop doing that. So wow. I'll never forget that either. But then like slowly over time, we started to grow listeners. And then slowly over time, my blog started to get read by more people. And over time, it, I would get some more followers. But when I say over time, it, for the podcast, maybe it was months. On social media, it was years. Like I was posting daily on Instagram for two years and didn't grow a following at all. And I just wasn't, I didn't do it the right way. And so I think it is an important reality to, to speak to that, hey, if you have something that you want to speak about and you want to share your story on social media or wherever it may be, that's great. And you might have a, the, the best post ever and it might get two likes the first time. And that's okay. That's normal. It, it, people aren't used to you sharing that. And it just is one of those snowball things that over time, people start knowing you as that person and then they start sharing it with their friends. And then all of a sudden, it, it might take you months. It might take you years. For me, it took years to finally get that real brand built up where people are consistently following along and getting value from what you're saying. But those early times are where you're really like building your identity. You're trying things out. You're learning what works, finding your own voice. And then it all leads to wherever you want to get to. So it's been a little bit of a long path. Like it's been six years at this point, 300 plus podcasts, hundreds of blogs, thousands of social media posts. And each one hopefully gets me like a little bit better, a little bit closer to where I want to get to. That's a lot of good stuff right there. (laughs) I wanted to double click in eight different parts. The first one that I will say is getting those heckles right there, or even I can't believe your CMO said salespeople shouldn't create content. That's hard. Even in my own experience, it's a practice. It's a practice of not being attached to the validation of whether or not people say, hey, you did a great job. 
yeah. not being attached to the number of likes, comments, or shares that you get on your content, yeah. whether or not people subscribe to you. And it really is a form of just the practices. Am I fully expressing this fire, this energy that's really wanting to come out of me, yeah. to really want to be transmitted to the world? When you were getting those initial, what are you doing, Tom? What was your way that you kept saying, oh, I'm going to keep on keeping on at the end of the day? Yeah, I think people talk a lot about mentorship and having people further along than you in the journey in your corner. Nowadays, I have a lot of people in real life or on Zoom or on my cell phone that I can call and that are ahead of me that I ask for advice all the time. But back then, I didn't really have that. And so I just I went back to books. I went back to podcasts and I'd listen to people that were 100 steps ahead of me. I'd listen to Mark Cuban or some of these folks that are extremely successful in business. And a lot of them wrote about, hey, the early days, people were making fun of me. People were saying, why are you starting this business? Why do you want to be a musician? Or anyone that had made it to a certain level talked about that initial struggle. And that gave me hope that, okay, you're on the right path. It kind of sucks to get ridiculed by your friends or your coworkers. And, but there were some people that thought it was cool and they were supporting me. And I was trying to cling on to that too and be like, okay, that person thinks it's cool and I'm going to keep going. And over time, I'm going to turn that one person into five people and into 10 people. And whether you have them in real life or you got to go to books or podcasts, I think the support system or people you can look up to as role models certainly will help. Yeah. My experience, just getting those occasional DMs or the occasional LinkedIn from somebody being like, hey, keep on with the content. It's Mm. good. It's like that's type of stuff that really does make a difference. Yeah. And having friends or mentors. And I, you are someone who I look to and who I occasionally reach out to of just different, you know, what your path has been. And I've felt, oh man, if Tom can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And so what you are doing on your path, it's extending a lot more than just yourself right there. I think one thing that you have done that I think you were an early innovator of this, I guess I will say, is the concept of the side hustle. And I feel if you go on LinkedIn today, you will see everybody is coming up with a new type of side hustle, whether it be a cohort, a masterclass, a podcast, an immersion, you name it. People are coming out with so many new things in addition to their full-time job. Yeah, And that is not easy. It takes a lot of time. What has having, put in air quotes here, a side hustle done for you when it comes to your full-time job and impacting there? How's that changed it? Let's even talk about the why first too, because I'm very passionate about this. So I'll tell you a quick story. I know someone, I'm not going to name the name, but she is extremely dedicated to her company. She's great at her job. The company was saying, hey, this is a family this, that, and the other. She was taking calls like a week after giving birth, like on maternity leave. And everyone was like, get up, go relax. And then I talked to her one day. The next day, she was part of a massive layoff. This happened like a month ago. And they laid off 25% of the company. And so the reason I bring that story up is side hustle for me at the very minimum, it is career insurance, right? Mm -hmm. It's career insurance. It can be certainly financially. It can be for building your network, building your skill set. So that if the worst thing happens, there's a lot of upside that can happen too, which we can talk about. That's more fun to talk about. But at the very worst, I know today if I got laid off, if I got laid off at Gong today, I have some money in the bank because of the side hustle. But more importantly, I have 18,000 people on LinkedIn that I'm connected to or following that I could hit up and I could find a job really quickly, I think, or at least get in an interview and start to build back up. And so that's why I think it's so important. And, and then the fun part is if you're employed and you have a side hustle, then you could either learn some really cool skills. You could really follow your passion. You could make some good money. There's people making, I know people making six figures on a side hustle and as a full-time sales rep or sales manager, right? So that's pretty sweet. So there's a lot of upside. And so when I think about the side hustle, there are three buckets I put them in. One is you trade time for money, right? So maybe you just need money and you're going to go drive for DoorDash or Uber or something like that, or you're going to nanny a family for five hours a week. And that's cool. That's just some money in your pocket. It doesn't have a compound effect. The second thing that you can do is maybe you want to start a business that's unrelated to what you do. 
you're a sales rep, but you really love kombucha. So you start a kombucha shop and you go to farmer's markets on Sundays. Also cool, could be your passion. And that could turn into a real business, but they don't necessarily complement what you're doing for your full time. But that's cool. Like that, that could work. What I've always done is the third bucket, which is like very complementary to what my job's always been sales. And so my side hustles have been having a sales podcast, having a sales blog, doing sales training. I launched this cohort with our mutual friend, Anthony, a couple of days ago at this point. And so that compounds because as I'm a seller, I've interviewed 300 amazing sales leaders about what has made them successful. So I'm becoming better at my day job while working on my side hustle. Mm -hmm. And so that's adding into my brand, that's adding into my network, that's adding into these skills are stacking on top of each other. And so that's where I love to spend my time because I'm passionate about sales and I love the compound effect of it. And so when I launch a cohort or the immersion that we're doing that we can talk about in a minute is it's all predicated on things that I've been working on that I'm, I think I'm good at and that there's a need for in the market. And the beauty is like anyone can do that. If you're an SDR, if you're a sales manager, if you're a CRO, you have a, you have skills that the two years ago version of you would pay for, would maybe die for, depending on how bad you want to get to, you want to get to where you are today. So you could coach someone on how do I get a job at Google? How do I get into tech sales from another industry? How do I become a CRO at a startup? All these things that you do, you take for granted that you have these skill sets. There's hundreds, maybe thousands of people willing to pay for your knowledge. And so that's why I'm so passionate about the side hustle. Said so there's two things I really want to double down on there that you said is first off, people say, where do I start? And saying, where was I two, three, maybe even four years ago? And what does that version of me struggle with? What are they looking to understand? There are so many people, and you can do this whether you're six months into your job or whether 20 years into your job, because there's always somebody who is struggling with whatever it is that you're going through. And you know that person intimately. You know what their insecurities are. You know what their challenges are. You know that they're questioning what seems like such obvious things to you now you know, what you can support them with. And it's just a matter of putting yourself out there. Like I still even remember when I wanted to move into sales leadership, when I was still an account executive. And one of the ways I said, man, I really want to move into that. What should I do to start that path? I actually went to three different SDRs and I asked them if I could start to mentor them. Because I said, hey, I would love to learn to be a great leader and to be a great coach. And I think I could add some value to you. And I think I could gain a lot of value from you, from me just learning through that process. Yeah. And they were two or three years earlier in their journey. And I still remember one of the SDRs spoke to me. He's like, hey, can we go over how to do the initial meeting deck for our company? I was like, absolutely, let's go through it. And so I went through it. And at the very end, he's like, wow, Alex, you know, I didn't realize how much psychology is actually built into how we do our initial meeting. And his name was Devin. I was like, you know what, Devin? Neither did I until <laughs> I just explained it to you. Yeah. Right. So it's almost just like putting yourself in the position to support. And it doesn't need to be a cohort. It doesn't need to be an online course or an immersion or whatever it might be. It's just a matter of, hey, let me just start to speak to people and add value to them wherever they are at on their journey. And all of a sudden it will unfold in front of you wherever that is supposed to take you and the growth yeah. and the learning that comes from that. I love that story because there's a quote I love from Zig Ziglar that it's a paraphrase, but it's like, in order to get what you want, help a bunch of people get what they want. And so you want to get into sales leadership. Sure, you could just campaign yourself and network internally, but you're actually saying, hey, I'm going to go pick three people you are learning in the process, but you're also adding a ton of value to them. They don't maybe get the one-on-one -on -one coaching and mentorship that they want or crave or desire. And so you're taking time out of your day to not sell more, but to help other people do that, you know, eventually propelled you to get forward. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has something to teach somebody else. Yeah. And it's just a matter of putting yourself in that position to do so. And what's great is what people need to realize too, is even if I'm mentoring or if I'm coaching somebody, I'm learning just as much from them as they might be learning from me. 
to the yeah. questions they're asking through just their mindset, through their way of being. So it's not just, Hey, because I'm the coach or I'm the leader means I don't teach. I don't learn from you. It goes all the way around. One thing that you also said that I really, really enjoyed is you don't have these different parts of your life. It's not like I'm doing sales and I'm also doing kombucha and I'm also yeah. doing, so there's a lot of stuff that's in this ecosystem that's working towards the same goal, the same why, the same North star, one can even say. And so when you think about where you've now been over the past five years in your journey and all these different parts really working towards it, and you now start to think of where do you want to be going? What is your North Star? And that might be a heavy question. And obviously that's the goal here of this podcast and for our listeners too. And also a North Star, in my experience, is always evolving. It's always changing. Sure, you can have the essence of what you think it is. So often when people say, I don't have a vision, I don't have a why, I don't know what my North Star is. You know, I always say is great. Your North Star should be discovering what your North Star is. Yeah. Yeah. Just the question. So I'm curious when you think about what is Tom Alemo doing? What's the why? What's the impact? What are you trying to move towards? Yeah. For me, in a sentence, it's working to positively impact salespeople every day. And if we unpack that, let's go back to what I was saying before about when I found To Think and Grow Rich. I'm partying all the time. I got dumped around the same period. I'm living a complacent kind of lifestyle at that point. And I'm thinking there's got to be more to this. And I'm bummed out by it. And finding that book, To Think and Grow Rich, and then starting down the sales path and starting down the personal development path. When I look back, that was seven and a half years ago. I'm not like the person today is completely different in a lot of ways than that person in 2015. The career of sales is, you know, can help you financially for sure, but it's helped me with my skill set. It's helped me be more confident. It's helped me like relate to people and gain a lot more emotional intelligence. I'm an introvert by nature. And so it's gotten me out of my shell, out of my comfort zone on a lot of different levels. And I know a lot of people that have come from much tougher circumstances than me that have gotten into sales and it's helped them to pay down their debt. It's helped them to put their kid through school. It's helped them buy their dream home. It's helped them, whatever it is, get to the next step, You know, have their kids be proud of them. Like It can really change your life because you, what you get out is what, what you put in is what you get out. Unlike almost any other career, I'm really proud to be a salesperson. And so I know there are thousands and thousands of people where I was 2015 that think there's something more that want that, but aren't quite sure what it is. They're not quite sure how to get there. They maybe just have this little tingling in their gut that's, man, I'm meant for something more. I want to get there and I want to find those people and I want to help them. And sure, let's help you book more meetings and close more deals for sure. But let's also work on the mental health so you don't get burnt out. Let's try to figure out your inner purpose so that you wake up and you're jumping out of bed with excitement in the morning. Let's make sure you're eating right and sleeping right. And let's find you a community of people that all are supporting you and are like-minded. And these are the foundations, in my opinion, of a happy life, of a successful life. It's not just the money or the being the rep of the year. And you know, I'm really passionate about helping people at that point in their career find all those different levels of success and fulfillment. This episode is brought to you by Alluvians. Alluvians is helping sales professionals and sales leaders master the craft of sales by transforming the inner game. Last year, we threw over four retreats and helped over 150 tech sales professionals, leaders, and founders. And next, we got it going on May 3rd through 5th in the beautiful Austin, Texas area. So make sure you apply to alluvians.co to check it out for more. Yeah, sales is one of those professions that you are constantly getting a mirror slash reflection of how are you? (laughs) If I am depressed, if I am struggling with insecurity, anxiety, which I struggle with for sure. And it's my practice to work and to create space for those things. But if I am really struggling with that and I show up to a customer call or prospect call, whether or not they realize it, they feel it. Yeah, And I'm going to come off as desperate and trying to close the deal. And I think it's different than, I apologize if you're an engineer or doctor, as I give this analogy, but if you're an engineer and you're depressed, you can probably still do your job. 
Yeah. If you're a doctor, you can probably still do your job to a point, right? There's obviously limited scopes of that. But within sales, if you are struggling, you, it's really hard to do your job. Your yeah. numbers will usually reflect how you are doing there. And yeah. I think that's what I love is it all comes back to yourself. And when we talk about, I'll even take you and I are, we're going to be throwing an immersion together. And I'm really, really excited about that. And, yeah. and just yeah. bring that to the world. And as someone who's been a participant in at this point, up to 50 plus immersions, three day plus to two week long events, and to bring our unique and lessons, support and guide people through the three main pillars that we're speaking about is first, how to become a better sales professional. And that's both in terms of your prospecting, as well as in your closing and demoing and negotiating and all that sort of good stuff. How to, number two, find fulfillment within your life and purpose and your why and become really good with your authentic nature. And then number three is develop community with other badass sales professionals yeah. who are trying to do something great. And those three are all together, specifically when it comes to finding your why, your purpose, your fulfillment. Because we could come in here, we could teach all these great sales tactics, teach you how to demo well, this you know, framework for closing, this three-step process for crafting the perfect personalized email, all that sort of stuff. But if it's not coming from who you truly are, from your essence, from your way of being, comes off wrong, it comes off inauthentic and forced. And one stat I always love is when you look at your influence ability. Of your influence ability, only 7% are the words that you say. Of your influence ability, only 7% are the words that you say. 38% is your tonality, right? Where are you coming from? If I'm talking like this, I'm really excited versus if I'm talking from a lower resonant, almost like from my belly versus talking from my neck, it comes off more trustful. It's coming from my true being. Like where yeah, yeah. it truly means coming from. And the other 50-ish percent is your state of being, your posture. You're just like, what's your energy like right yeah, now? Yeah. And that's for those two things of, can you develop that good self-connection yourself? And can you learn how to become a great sales professional? Yeah. When you can combine those two things together, the confidence that comes along with that the impact on not just your quota, but also on your personal relationships, on your health, on all of that dramatically. It's just, damn, I drank something good and it keeps on getting better right here. It's so true when you said that your sales performance is a reflection of, it's like the mirror of your life. And I find everyone finds themselves in, in slumps from time to time. And when I do, I always go back to the fundamentals. How am I eating? How am I sleeping? Am I doing something for my mind? You know, am I meditating or praying or going on long walks or whatever it may be? Am I spending time with friends and family? Uh, am I doing the basic fundamentals of sales? Like my prospecting, am I following up after meeting the same day? I'm asking good questions. And it's so interesting that when you really focus on just like those core basic fundamentals, how things can really start to turn around. And if you look in the mirror, and you're really honest with yourself, wherever you are right now, if you're killing it, if you're slumping, or you're you know, more likely somewhere in the middle, there's probably something in your circle that you want to tighten up a little bit. And as we're getting towards the end of the year, beginning of the year and resolutions time and things like that, you might be thinking, man, I want to drop 10 pounds or really want to spend more time with my partner or man, my, my earnings just aren't where I want them to be. And I, I want to double down a little bit and spend more time on work. Whatever it might be, I think you need everything moving in cylinder together to be your best self and to be able to go for the long run where you're not going to get burnt out in one way or the other. So I'm curious, what is, because what you just spoke to right there is taking care of the controllables. I can control my morning practice, whether or not I sit in meditation, whether or not I eat healthy food, whether or not I go on the run in the afternoon or spend time on a walk with myself. When you think of what the things are that really make you first taking care of the controllables, what are those things? I'm curious. That I'm working on right now, as it stands today, December 7th, there's two areas I'm working on right now. One is related to sales and one is not, but indirectly relates. And one is the first is in my exercise game, so I've, I'm someone that I get up early and sometimes I get up early and work and sometimes I get up early and work out. 
And I've been on a tear the last few weeks of early morning workouts. I hit a core power yoga with my man Tanner at 6.15 this morning. (laughs) We got after it. Yesterday, I was in the gym at six o'clock, deadlifting. And I'll tell you the rest of the day, like I had crazy energy. I was confident. I was feeling good. And, you know, it was worth it for to go to bed early and wake up at five or whatever time and get it going. And so I'm in a good rhythm there. But if you asked me three weeks ago, I was not. I was feeling sluggish and lazy. So that's one. And then the other is I'm working at Gong. It's Q4. Uh, I have all these other things that I've got going on the side and feeling a little disorganized. And so what I'm really focused on is trying to find what are the two to three things I need to get done every day, write them on a sticky note and focus on finding time to do deep work and forgetting or not caring as much about like all of the small things and just trying to get those big things done and knowing that's going to get me closer to where I want to go. And that's, that is a practice. That is uh, some days I get a win. Some days I get an L, but I'm working on that pretty hard. What is it for you? I want to know about you. I'll tell you in my experience, I started Alluvians about three or so months ago. Pretty soon here, I'll be entering into working as a sales leader at a company called Catalyst with my old CRO. And again, my CRO, Mark Cosglow, who I love and admire, will be throwing the immersion together. And there's many, i doing coaching. There's many things that I'm doing in my life. And, you know, sometimes I can get so, oh my God, there's a lot I'm holding right now. And it's stressful. And it's like, well, if I'm focusing my effort on alluvians, that's sacrificing thinking about catalyst or thinking about the immersion or thinking whatever it might be. And I try with all those things to really creating space for myself is my biggest thing. I've been doing meditation for seven, eight years, and now it's daily practice. And if for whatever reason I miss it in the morning, I hit 11 a.m. and I'm just like, why do I feel like Irky. I feel like my focus is on like the peripheral on my body versus coming from like my internal source. And I always like, oh yeah, I didn't meditate this morning. For me, my meditation practice is such a sacred thing because it is, it helps me get in touch with myself. Also helps me just check in on, yo, how am I doing right now? Yeah. So often it's, I'm so in the motion of doing things and I run often as well. I just ran a New York marathon, my first ever marathon, which was such a great practice of having a schedule and adhering to it every day. So that helped me similar to what you're talking about. But so often I, you know, I sit in the morning and I just get my breath, go to my body and I'm like, yo, asking myself the true question, like, how are you doing? And so often I'll have these parts that are saying like, there's so much I have to do. I'm like, why do you have to do these things? Who told you that? Those voices are coming from, you know, needing validation from the world, thinking I'm not good enough and all that stuff. And those voices will never go away. Yeah. What will change and evolve is my relationship to those voices and be able to hold them. Be like, I know guys really want to be good enough. Feel it. And I love you. Just know that. Yeah. And when I sit in my practice too, I so quickly realize, wow, there's just this voice that I can actually become aware of. That's not necessarily coming from, that's not me, but it's just like thinking, it's thinking about all these different types of things. And sometimes it's thinking about not my favorite things Yeah. and just my practice of creating space for that and coming back to me is so important for this season that I'm at in my life right now, my practice has become probably my top priority. Because that sets the foundation for how I show up to a podcast with Tom Alamo and get ready to have an epic conversation for, hey, I'm about to hop onto a big time sales call with the CRO or the CEO of this company. And how do I not be attached to the outcome of whether or not they close? Hey, I'm just really trying to add value here to this person, to this company, and to trust myself that I do add a lot of value here. Yeah, And knowing that even if they say no, for whatever reason, that the vibration from which I was coming, how we took them through the sales process, how I coached the sales professional, the sales rep on that deal, it's still a win because there's a greater purpose to everything that we're doing and not being, okay, one year from now, I want to have make this much money. I want to have this many clients. I want to have, and sure. Having goals is really powerful. I'm not saying don't do that, but if I am continuously trying to create these things, 
to solve this unmet need of just neediness to make myself feel better. I'm grabbing onto them. I'm needing them versus, hey, yeah, those things would be wonderful. And I would love to have that. And I'm also not tied to whether or not those things come true and to allow my path to take me wherever it ends up going. And sometimes if I choose to let go of what that, what I thought my life should be, it ends up being a hell of a lot better and crazier and more adventure and more love within it. That's my practice. I love it. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's so key because your schedule is filled for the day, right? Or you're going to do whatever you're going to do. You get on calls, you're going to do podcasts, you're going to create stuff. And the morning practice pretty much dictates, hey, am I going to give 100% and be there 100% when I have that call? Or am I going to be there like 70%? And it's just that one thing that you do that really transforms your ability to be your best self and to show up in the best way possible when you're doing these things. And Think about if you're doing 10 things every day to the listener, to, to us, and you're doing them at half, you're half-assing some of them. What if you only did six or seven, but you were able to give 100% because you took the time to meditate, you took the time to exercise, you spent a half hour with your kid in the morning doing whatever, whatever that thing is for you so that you can able, you're able to give your full self in the moment. That's, it's hard to do. Because my mind goes the same way. I'm always thinking, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got all these lists all over my desk. But trying to focus on, let's get the most important things done. Let's come from a good place. And the rest will follow suit. Yeah. And it's wanting just good in your heart. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's one thing that I really pick up and receive from you and your transmission is, man, this guy's actually just wants good in the world. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, a byproduct of that is sure there'll be revenue that comes from that. There'll be a greater brand awareness for who he is. People will provide you compliments like I'm providing you compliment, but that's not why I sense that you're doing it. And also it's a practice to not do it for that. Yeah, That's the whole thing. Even in my journey of posting on LinkedIn, certain times I'm like, man, wouldn't this just be great for people to see and to hear and to learn? And then there's some posts I'm like, I need to post something and see if I can get some freaking likes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, there's such a difference between what those things are coming from. And I really feel that vibration coming from you. And I'm just curious, is that true? Is that what it's coming from? And how does that determine what you do? Yeah, it is. I mean, I think it goes back to the why and trying to think in the big picture of, hey, I'm I'm trying to help as many people get to where they want to get to. And I know if I'm patient, that's going to help me. And I have my own goals and dreams that I have for sure. And I have them written down and I think about them all the time. But I know that there's a selfless way to still accomplishing a lot and to getting to where you want to get to. That doesn't mean that I'm immune to posting something and checking the likes or releasing a product and checking the sales every morning or praying to God that this deal comes through in Q4 for Gong. And like that, that still happens for sure. And so sometimes I am attached to the outcome. I think I'm better at it now than I was a few years ago, but I just strongly believe that if you work hard, you're good to people, you have a good attitude and you're coming with the right intentions that, you know, the world, it's like a weighing machine. You're not going to win every time. You're not going to win every deal, but over the long run, you're going to be up and to the right. Like you're going to get to where you want to get to if you're doing the right stuff and treating people well. Hell yeah. One thing, and it'll kind of adjust the conversation here just a little bit, but you are continuously pushing out great content. Like whether it be about sales tactics, whether it be about just awareness of a certain topic or a way of life. And I'm continuously like, man, that's good too. Oh, that applies to my life. Where are you learning these things? Is this through your own just life experiences? Are you constantly looking at different resources from books to podcasts? Are you receiving coaching? Where is this juiciness coming from? <laughs> the juiciness. It's all of the above, man. I have worked with business coaches before. I have read a shit ton of books and they're filled with underlines and I've got an Evernote. My process is I'll read the book and I'll underline things. If it's like a personal development type of book while I'm reading, and then I'll go back and I'll transfer those notes to Evernote under different categories. I've got Google Sheets of things that come into my mind when I win a deal or lose a deal. Hey, what happened? What can I learn from that? From a podcast I listen to, from a conversation, I'll just be jotting down things all the time. I'll listen to a rap song and hear a line I like and be like, <laughs> "What? how could I make that into a post? You know what Jay-Z's got to say. I saw one that you said the other day. It was, I think it was 50 Cent. It was the joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. 
I love yeah. hip hop. And so I think there's a lot to be learned in the world of sales and entrepreneurship there. And so I just have kind of a running tally of all these different thoughts and ideas. And some of them land with people and some of them don't. But I feel like if I'm coming from a place where I share what I believe in, sometimes you're going to get a hundred likes, sometimes you're going to get one. And that's cool both ways. Hopefully that one person really liked it and it made their day. And that makes me feel good. You can learn something from everyone and learn something everywhere. And I try to have that mentality and then just find a repository where I can share and put my own spin on things. That's good, man. It's good. <laughs> it's uh, There's two types of ways that I view one can learn, I guess you can say, or not one can learn, one can come up with content. And one is obviously by what we are talking about in terms of reading books, taking courses, receiving teachings, just the consumption of it. Yep. The other, I call it being in an ivory tower. I almost visualize it. It's, it's that tower. It's like a lot of bricks all the way at the top. And there's just, there's just somebody in there pondering life's problems. And I think of the great ones like the Aristotles of the world and many philosophers of what are are we moving to right now? Where are we at in our world today? Where have we been and where are we going and how can we learn from the past and apply it to the future? And just to come up and it's sure it's a combination of both always. But for you, at least for me, mine is I lean more towards I consume. Yeah. I'm not the, I'm going to be in here just with a candle and just think about cool shit. And that's cool and all, but call me crazy, but I haven't been a VP of sales. So I don't talk about running large sales teams. If I want to read about, or if I want to learn about how to run a sales team, like I read your content or I read Mark Kostiglau's content because you guys have done that work. You know, if I'm a rep and I want to learn about like, how do I prospect as an SDR? I've been an SDR, I've been an AE. And that's what I talk about because that's what I know. And I've read books about a lot of different stuff that I'm not an expert in. And I think it's wise to really understand who you're consuming content from. Because there's a lot of people that post about things that they haven't done or haven't even tried before. There's non-sales people talking about sales on LinkedIn or whatever. And so I think it's stick to... You have to stick in your lane, so to say. But I think it's more valuable for everyone if you speak from personal experience speak from things that you are doing or have done, or you're documenting what you're trying to do and leave the ivory tower conversations (laughs) for, I don't know, the philosophers out there. I just, (laughs) I have a keen for people that tell it like it is and tell it from like their own experience and hearing that. Yeah. Well said on the experiences side, I'm curious. So if you look at in the future, you look at 20 years down the line, Tom Alamo is still doing his thing, spreading a good word. What are you speaking about in 20 years from now? I don't know about you. I think about the 20-year future much more than the average person, I think. (laughs) I've got a pretty, I don't know, I have a semi-decent outline for like where I want to be at 49. We'll see how things land in the year 2042, but I hope it's a good year. My intention is I get so much inspiration from people like the Tony Robbins of the world, Eric Thomas, some of these, you know, amazing speakers that they started with a certain lane. They started with what they knew. Tony started with a lot of things about psychology. Eric Thomas started with things about psychology because he had a master's in that. Then they expanded and Tony started talking about health and he started talking about business. He started talking about finance and relationships and all these things as he grew as a person and was able to teach that. And so I truly believe that the reason I'm here on earth is to help positively impact other people to reach their potential. And so I think sales is my first lens in that because that's what I know. I'm not a life coach. I don't have <laughs> there's plenty of other parts of life that I'm still struggling with that I'm trying to get better at before I can teach others. But I would love to, as I keep learning and what I'm passionate about and interested in, keep evolving the way that I can teach and impact people. And I don't know, maybe there's a lane of health or other forms of business or relationships or things like that, whatever I feel like I'm called to do, but I do feel like generally speaking, I'm called to serve other people and help them get to where they want to get to. And so I hope and believe that's what I'll be doing 20 years from now and 40 years from now and however long I'm kicking on earth. Yeah. I really like that you said, even give the example of Tony Robbins and Eric Thomas of they're both just interested in psychology. Yeah. That was where their curiosity was. They 
And that's even in my experience, you love the study of self-improvement. Like I've, I love personal development, mindfulness. All, I just, I'm curious about it. I can't get enough of it. There's an innate just drive towards that. And the more I learn about it, the more I actually want to teach about it and share about it. Oh, this, I just learned something so badass. I got to tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then allowing for, it's still to this day, and but specifically when I was a sales professional as an account executive at Microsoft and, and outreach, I was like, I want to learn everything about sales. I want to be a great closer. What does that look like? And I wanted to spread that message. And just the natural inquiry of where am I being called to learn more about? Because I know if I'm learning it myself, if there's an innate like part of me, and one could even say it's a spiritual God part that's saying, just learn more about this. It's good, isn't it? Tastes good. Noted. I will do that. And I will also know that's a sign to to spread that. And there's, as you start to become more aware of what you're being called to do, And then start to, that's one process of its own right. And then once you start actually taking action on it, it starts to feel good. And then in my experience, all of a sudden you have more energy. And then all of a sudden, like some things that shouldn't happen, start to happen. Someone reaches out to you and asks for help in this area, or someone offers you a job in that area or a speaking opportunity or whatever it might be. And for example, like I started doing sales trainings for businesses this year and I made an intention Hey, I really want to do that in the side hustle world. I want to go hard in that area. And not long after that, I went on a podcast. A CRO heard me and he DM'd me on LinkedIn. We never talked before. Hey, do you do sales training? And I'm like, absolutely, I do. And it's turned into like a six-month partnership with his team. And he's referred me to some of his friends and it's grown from there. But it wouldn't have happened without taking that first step. And once you do that, good things start to happen. I'm sure you have a bunch of examples of that for yourself, like starting alluvians and like making it real. And the more that you lean into it, the more interesting people and ideas and conversations just start to flood your way. And I think that's when you know you're on the right path. Yeah. Yeah. It's going back to the North Star. It's like your North Star is trying to manifest itself to you just as much as you are trying to find your North Star. Yeah. And that's a great feeling. It's, man, I don't need to go all the way to hit that point. But there's actually a little bit of a, maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle. Because I know that thing is pulling me towards it just as much as I'm trying to go towards it. So I love that. It's a great journey of life that we are on. You just gave us these microphones and took us places. Like I could just sit on a beach with you and we could have full on (laughs) eight hour podcast conversation. We might need to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. Time flies. I'm looking at the clock too. I'm like, dang, how did that an hour or so fly by like that? Yeah. Yeah, man. Let me ask you this. You got a lot of great stuff up going. You and I are going to be throwing the immersion together, which I'm excited for us to share with the world and to get some details. And there'll be just many other people a part of that. And you're opening your sales training, you know, what you are bringing there to the world and many other things. And I guess, is there any parting words of wisdom, things that, that you feel called to share with all that you got flowing in your life? Yeah, I'd love to just say one thing about the immersion and then one thing, maybe a general kind of send off about the immersion. We talked a lot about the 2015, 16, 17 version of me. And one of the biggest catapults for me was going to a Tony Robbins four day Unleash the Power Within conference in San Jose. And I went by myself, didn't know a single soul, even though there's probably 50,000 people there at the SAP Center. And it was so life-changing for me to just be in that environment. And it wasn't about sales, but following that, I had the best sales year of my career that the following year. And I had a lot of great life-changing moments. Things took off with the podcast and personal relationships and things like that. And so it was so powerful to learn, not only learn from Tony, who's amazing, but to interact with all these other people that I'd never met before. We were complete strangers. If you saw us on the sidewalk together, but we're sharing really intimate details about our hopes and dreams and really helped me to kickstart a lot of things as it relates to business, my health, relationships. Like we talked about everything, finances. And so I'm really excited at learning from you who's done it 50 times or more immersions I'm running that. And I think it really aligns with what both of us are trying to do to make a positive impact with salespeople, with sales leaders in that triangle of building their skill set, working on finding your why and that fulfillment, and then helping to build community, which I think we all need as a human being, but especially 
post-COVID working remote. I'm in my apartment alone. I'm craving community too. And so I'm really excited for that. More details to come on the specifics, but I hope if anyone's drawn to uh, what we're talking about, they can DM us about that. And then I guess my general kind of sentiment as a send-off is we've talked about so many topics. I just love the thought of thinking big and starting small. So think big, like where are you at in 2042, listener? What are you doing? Are you a CEO? Are you? Did you cash out and you're on a farm in New Hampshire somewhere? What is it that you're doing? And how do you start small? How do you take one action today, literally just one, that's going to get you a little bit closer to where you want to get to? And in my mind, it's really all about that. It's keeping your eye on the prize, but then just doing the small things every day that can help you get there. And then you look back and you're like, shit, five years later, a lot of things have happened. And then hopefully five years from now, a lot more things have happened. That's my mentality. And um, yeah, folks want to hit me up. They can obviously do that. LinkedIn's probably the best place. If My DMs are always open. <laughs> if people want to slide into Tom's DMs. Slide on in, baby. Come on. <laughs> I love it, man. I honor you, brother. I just, I love listening to your words. I always gain something from you that I can apply to my life. And I'm also always inspired by your outlook. You're a positive person and you're also self-aware in terms of, yeah, and it's also hard as shit out there. (laughs) And I've been through that hard shit. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you. I look up to you quite a bit as well. And I was just glad we got to chat for this long and hopefully other people found it helpful too and excited about some of the stuff we got kicking off here in 2023. Oh yeah. Right now, man. To all the listeners, thank you for joining us here. And I wish you well, Tom and I wish you very well on your journey. And uh, with that, my friend, talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Rising Leader Podcast. Make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified every time a new episode releases. If you know someone who wants to take their lives and their career to the next level, send them this episode so we can all rise together. For more information, check out alluviance.co. We'll see you next time. And in the meantime, keep letting it flow. This episode is brought to you by Alluviance. Alluviance is helping sales professionals, sales leaders, and founders master the craft of sales by transforming the inner game. And in the past 12 months, we've thrown four retreats and impacted over 100 tech sales leaders, founders on not just getting better at the craft, but really working on the inner game, gaining clarity on their vision, and also overcoming what's holding them back. The best part is you'll be doing it in an incredible community of high performers who are also trying to do the exact same thing. Our next immersion is going to be this May 3rd through 5th in the beautiful Austin, Texas. And make sure you check out alluviance.co to apply there. Can't wait to see you.